Hey everyone, you're listening to Ankur Variku on Voice with Variku. On this podcast, I talk to you about entrepreneurship, how to grow in life, manage personal finances, handle failures, and a lot more things that just come to my mind. The episode begins. In this podcast, I wanted to share 10 rules that I have designed around money, which have uh, frankly come after making a lot of mistakes in my life and after a lot of reflection. As I say and share these rules, please do recognize these rules are rules for me. These are not laws of money, which means it doesn't necessarily apply to you or your life. But if you can in some way draw inspiration from them, I will only feel happy. If they don't work for you, that's perfectly fine. Make your own rules. Number one, about the emergency fund. I uh, suffered a lot because I did not have an emergency fund for the longest time in my life. And uh, I believe that having an emergency fund for at least 12 months of your life is a very important first step before you even start any investments. So have 12 months of money always in reserve. The way to protect that money is keep about 70% of it in a fixed deposit that doesn't have any redemption penalty. Keep 20% of it in your savings account and keep about 10% of it in cash at all points of time. Number two, I invest at least 30% of my monthly income towards the future. This is something that I highly recommend for everyone. Let's make it into a law of money, not just a personal rule of Ankur Variku. The number can vary. I have the position to invest 30%. I wish it was 50%. And I know that a lot of you may not even have the ability to invest 10 or 20% of your income, but whatever that number is, please make sure that you start investing because that is something which will save you for the future considerably. Number three, whenever you use your credit card for anything, make sure you have 100% of that money in your bank already. Do not use your credit card as credit. That is the biggest mistake that people can make around money, and I have made that too. I now use my credit card extensively because it helps me build my credit score. It helps me get an interest-free period of 30 to 45 days. It helps me earn reward points. But I will never make a purchase on a credit card if I don't have the money to pay for it in full. Number four, I do not have any budget. And that is just where I have reached right now in life. I don't have any budget on books. I will spend as much money as I need to or want to for my books and also for gifting books to other people. I end up gifting a lot of books to people and I love that. So there is no gap on the amount of money that I spend on books. Number five, I also will not make the classic middle-class mistake that I used to make quite often, which is being penny-wise and pound-foolish. I believe that there is a very strong correlation between quality and price and I will pay for quality if it comes expensive. I'm not going to pay for a brand. I'm not going to pay for status. So I'm not going to buy a Louis Vuitton bag or a really expensive shoe or anything just to show that I'm rich. But if I have to buy a gadget, I will buy the best quality. If I have to buy a clothing item, I will buy the best quality. If I have to buy food, I will buy the best quality. And that is just investment that I make towards quality because it keeps my health protected. It keeps my well-being protected. And that is the privilege that I enjoy today. So I might as well use it. So I'm not going to be nifty or thrifty, sorry, around, oh, let me just get this slightly cheaper. Let me visit discount stores and all that. I used to do that in the past. 
And I fully respect that you have to do it as well because you haven't reached a stage where you have free will around money. But if you do have the free will around money or some aspects of it, please do not be penny wise and pound foolish. Number six, I also have no limits on my personal learning and my personal growth. So I will invest anything that is required for my health, whether it is having a great trainer or whether it is going for a a surgery or a physiotherapy or education, learning something, being part of some events or, or seminars, wherever is it that I can learn, there will never be a gap of that when it comes to money. Number eight, spend on experiences as against things. Both Ruchi and I have the same ideology towards life. And I'm so glad because then we're aligned and we don't have a conflict. We love to spend on experiences. We love to spend on travel. We are not materialistic, so we don't even have a car. We rent out a car. We have a house and that's the biggest material thing that we own. We do not like spending on crazy clothes. We do not like buying crazy gadgets. We don't like fancy cars. We don't like things that we can show off as status. So we love spending on travel. We travel well. We stay at really nice places. We always ensure that we are safe because we have kids and of course we value each other's life as well. And we just enjoy those experiences that we build with each other through the means of money. And that's something that we've got to a point and I feel privileged to exercise that. Number nine, when it comes to money, first deal with the math and then deal with the emotions. Whenever it comes to money decisions, whether it's something like, should you buy your house or rent your house? Should you buy your car or rent your car? Should you buy this or rent this? Or whatever the case may be. People often apply emotions first and then try and bring in the math. But by that time, it's just too late. I will always start with the math. I will open up an Excel sheet. I will do the math. And whatever that number tells me is objectively true. There is no emotion attached to it. Over and above that, I will then deploy emotion. A great example of that is buying versus renting a house. I firmly believe, and that is what my math tells me, that in India, one should not buy a house till they reach 35, perhaps even later. Why? Because rental yields or the rent that you pay for staying in a house is very, very low as compared to the value of that house. You will keep changing places. You will keep upgrading your life. So if you buy a house really early on in your 20s, you will end up buying a smaller house, perhaps in a locality that you would want to get out of later and will be stuck with that EMI so early in your life that you wouldn't have space to breathe anything else. And that is not a smart, wise financial decision. However, I do understand that there are emotional contexts to buying your house. There's so many people who write in every day saying, hey, if we don't have a house, we will not even get married. And that's the reality of our culture. So don't deny that. But please don't start with that Otherwise, you will never get to an objective decision of whether you should do it or not. And finally, number 10, surround yourself with people who value money just as much and just as you do. If you surround yourself by people who look at money very differently from how you do it, you will always be lured into falling into that trap. Imagine if you're the kid who wants to wisely invest in the future, in your learning, be not materialistic, and be suddenly surrounded by friends who are exactly the opposite. They love playing the status game. They love buying expensive things. They love showing them off. They rarely invest in their learning. They rarely invest in the right food. They rarely invest in their health. They rarely invest in their experiences. You will 
not be able to resist the temptation and you will suddenly find that your company is influencing your money decisions. I am blessed to be surrounded by people and I've chosen those consciously who look and think the same way that I do about money, starting with Ruchi, my wife, my closest friends, all of whom look at money the same way. And thus, I'm never in conflict with the person I am with them and the person I am by myself. And that just makes things so easy for me. These are the 10 rules that I apply around money, which have helped me tremendously. And I hope some of them helped you as well. All the best. Thank you for listening to this episode of Voice with Variku. To be notified of upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe and follow the show on this app right now. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show because that just feels nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>